David Graham is a speaker, author, businessman, former pastor, and founding director of Youth with a Mission Montana. David is also the author of the song, In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, which is a short, biblically-based, and encouraging devotional influenced by David's lifetime of personal moments. These moments are shared with a heart to encourage and inspire you to see Him, our Heavenly Father, at work in your own moments. I know this is David's heart in sharing because he has spent my lifetime speaking hope and encouragement into my own heart. If you can, take a few minutes and listen today. I'm really proud of the things he has done throughout his life, but what I am the most proud of and grateful for is the kind of dad, daddy, that he has been to me. These particular family moments took place back in the mid-1970s at our little red house that rested up on the wood's edge just outside of Big Fork, Montana. It was a winter evening when baby Mikey, as I recall, was already asleep in his crib, and Michelle and Kimberly were playing quietly in their room. Kathy was doing the dishes. I had just bathed our two-and-a-half-year-old Jeff boy and put him into his pajamas. We then meandered into the living room, where I took a seat on the hearth of our brick fireplace in front of a warm fire. Jeff Boy, who always loved to run, gleefully started circling the living room at top speed, when suddenly he stopped. The little boy had discovered a rather large mound of tightly folded and rounded pairs of socks resting on the coffee table. Kathy hadn't had the time to put all the laundry away earlier, and there sat the socks, just waiting for some small person to notice them. Jeff edged in a little closer, stared at the socks, then turned with a smile to look at me. Now, having been a father already for some time, I understood this particular look to mean two things. The first was, look, Daddy, at this wonderful thing I've found. The second was, does my interest in this thing meet with your approval? Not being able to stop myself, I smiled ever so slightly. Interpretation? Approval granted. His smile got bigger. Now, being willing to stretch his luck, the little boy moved his tiny hand in the direction of the stack and held it in the air about two inches over the topmost pair of socks. With his hand still suspended, he turned his head again to look at me. This meant, How am I doing so far, Daddy? My effort to respond with a stern look of warning completely failed. I struggled to hold back a grin. Jeff Boy picked up on it immediately. Interpretation? Go for it. Big, big smile. Not allowing me and my facial expressions a second chance, the boy dropped his hand onto the stack and with great joy batted the once neat pile over the entire surface of the coffee table until every last pair of socks had fallen tragically to the carpet below. All the while, Jeff giggled hilariously, glancing at me several times for further affirmation. 
I held my hands over my mouth again to hide my smile, but somehow he knew he was safe. With all the socks on the floor, he also knew he was successful. He had conquered the thing and right in front of Dad. Then I got an idea. While Jeff Boy continued to giggle over his accomplishment, I moved toward the coffee table unnoticed and hid a pair of socks under my shirt. Then I slipped back to the fireplace where I turned around and in a higher than normal voice sang out, Jeff Boy, oh Jeff Boy. Well, the first Jeff Boy got his attention and on the second, I revealed my ammo. That's right. I wound up and fired the round ball of socks right at my little boy's stomach. After a moment of shock, he burst into a squeal of laughter, which made me laugh until it almost hurt. This was so great, I grabbed three more pairs of socks. I missed him on the second shot, and it landed across the room under the piano, but I nailed him on the next two, the first one hitting him on the shoulder, the second one right on the nose. This was too much fun, so I gathered all the rest of the socks in my arm and one by one and loaded on the now-moving target. There were socks everywhere. With both of us laughing hysterically, something caught me in mid-laugh. Jeff Boy suddenly bent to the floor. With his own little hand, he picked up a sock ball. With a determined smile on his face, he rose to a cannon-like position. Jeff Boy? I asked. What are you doing, Jeff Boy? His eyes were as happy as I'd ever seen them as he looked first at me and then down at the ball of socks he was holding. He looked at me again. I stood now mouth open, watching in amazement as Jeff Boy began to swing his arms in a perfect pitching motion. With a look of Nolan Ryan, the boy wound up and fired what, without exaggeration, must have been at least a, a 105 mile an hour sock ball and it was a perfect strike. What had I just witnessed? I called for Kathy to come and see. When she rounded the corner with a dish and towel in hand, staring at our socks all over the living room, I said, Honey, honey, watch what my son can do. Okay, son, show your mom what you can do. Rock and fire, Jeff. Rock and fire. With a motion of brilliance befitting a pro, the two-and-a-half-year-old put everything in it and threw a sizzler. I looked at Kathy, beaming. With no more than a mm-hmm and no change of expression, she simply turned around and walked back into the kitchen. What? Didn't she see it? Couldn't she recognize greatness in its early stages? On a Saturday morning six years later, Jeff walked alone from the dugout to the pitcher's mound for the very first time. In his brand new Kmart cleats, with his cap pulled down over his ears, my son strode with confidence to the center of the diamond to pitch the peewee season opener. As I sat focused on the boy, I thought back to that night in our living room six years before. And now here he was, all on his own, standing on the mound, he even spit. It was wonderful. A father's dream come true. Then the moment came. Jeff bent over and stared toward home plate. He looked scary, just like I taught him. 
The batter tensed up. Jeff wound up and fired a fastball down the middle of the plate. Fifteen seconds later, another. After the third pitch, I heard two of the most spiritual words a pitcher's dad can hear. Strike three! In that very moment, a mom and a dad were living life to the full. Well, at least a dad was. In our last time together, we read in Genesis that God breathed into man the breath of life. The dynamic of life is incredible, an absolutely incomparable gift. Can you think of a better gift? For God to include man in the experience of living is astonishing. And he wanted his son and daughter to be fulfilled in life. Listen to what Genesis 1.28 says. God blessed them, he commissioned them with his favor, and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth, and be stewards over everything on it. To be fruitful, by the way, didn't mean just to populate the earth, but to live life with productive satisfaction. And I hear the father finishing his words by saying, And now, my son and daughter, live, go, and enjoy yourselves. Enjoy life. And I think they did. I can't help but smile every time I read Genesis chapter 2, verse 19, where it says that God brought the animals to man to see what man would name them. First, I'm thinking that naming the animals would have been hugely satisfying, very fulfilling for man. He, Adam at first, even short order, was discovering his creative abilities and then showing them off to his father. And consider what the father was probably thinking. Can you imagine him holding his hand over his mouth to cover his smiles? I'm thinking he must have had big smiles over a whole bunch of the names that the boy came up with. I can almost hear the father asking the Holy Spirit, did he just say aardvark? Mm-hmm. Big smiles. That's the way life was in Eden. I'll finish with this. I don't believe that God originally wanted religion. That is not to say that we don't need to follow God's laws or that we don't need to come together as a church family. Clearly, the Bible tells us we need to do both. But I believe what he was primarily wanting was an interactive, loving relationship with his son and daughter. And he wanted them to enjoy life to the full. And that's exactly what he wants for us today. In fact, Jesus said in John 10.10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Dear friend, nothing brings the Father more satisfaction than interacting with us and then seeing us live up to all we were created to be. He is the first and the ultimate parent, and he loves to watch his children discover, create, and be fulfilled. And how do I know this? As I said before, I am a father, and I got my father's heart from him. As a parent, I've so loved living life with my four children, watching them become themselves. And I've loved seeing them live, enjoy themselves, and enjoy life. 
Dear friend, this is how the Father loves you, and life to the full is what He wants for you. Remember to interact with Him. It's a loving and personal relationship, and it's not complicated. Throw Him a ball of socks and watch Him smile. Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, I ask you right now to continue revealing the true loving nature of our Heavenly Father and help this one to experience life with Him like never before. Bring it on. Life to the full. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.